That'd be a cool soundtrack. Oh, it's such a good soundtrack. What a great soundtrack. Some of those songs are still stuck in my head till this day. Hello and welcome. My name is Alex Gonzalez. With me today is my good old friend, J.E. Hey, that's me. And please remember that we are not game devs. How are you doing today? Uh, doing all right. I, I haven't been sleeping super well because I've been sleeping on a sleeping bag that's on top of a yoga mat that's on top of a hardwood floor. Uh, Japanese futon, Jay. Japanese well, futon. I just don't have money to spend on anything. Like I ha- literally have like no Go on Amazon. No They're money. pretty cheap. Yeah, okay. but well, I'd rather eat. <laughs> so I'm saving money for food and stuff. And then I have like a... Are you eating of, out a lot? Because that's I expensive. I don't have a kitchen right now. Like there's no option for me to eat cheap unless I want to eat hamburgers every single day. And that's disgusting. So... But those are not the food choices we are talking about today. Today, we are creating something new. Every week on We Are Not Game Devs, we imagine a brand new video game idea from our minds. Join in on the fun, be creative, and if you have your own unique video game idea or want to patch ours, write into games at gmail.com. Let's begin with this basic concept. So, this is another journal game. I've been going around, doing my thing, living my life, and then I have journals placed around my place of living and when i get a video game idea i write it down and there's this one so you're an archaeologist exploring your ancestors old ruins trying to find generational treasure right so you grew up on a reservation where all of your ancestors said that you had a civil like that you guys came from a civilization that was rich and fine but what happened was that you got colonized and taken over and disease ran through and killed everybody so you go to find one of these and what you find is is a several companies digging up who are big box companies. So you're an archaeologist who has your own office, you're independent, and you find these big box companies that are doing this to um, exploit your ancestors' kind of culture. So they're on the cusp of finding a tomb. And as you get into it, this will be the intro. You're kind of going into it and you're you're peeking around and they go in and they all die and they all start throwing up and they all fall and they all die of disease. You go and check it out and the disease gets into you. And at first you, you start coughing and then you find out that it doesn't kill you. And what this game is, is you find out that you can send this disease to other people. So what it'll be is your ancestors died to these diseases, but since you are the product of many offspring later on, you actually have built up an immunity to them. So now you can use your ancestors' wrath to then go and get their sacred items. So that's where it's at right now. And I'm thinking like maybe like a third person action game with different abilities. What do you think so far? Um, I have... A couple questions, I guess. Uh, the first one: How does it? How are we going to make it sound like, or how to make the character be like, where it doesn't sound like he's just a douchebag trying to go dig for his family's treasures? 
it's like you're trying to bring them back to the culture and to like to the reservation, right? You're okay. trying to bring it back to the family for cultural stuff. Cause at this point on your reservation, it's poor. People don't have hope and people don't know who they are. So it's like your grandfather or grandmother or elder trying to say like, this is real and this is rich. And people don't think people don't believe that we can be more than we are. Okay. I, I, I think I get the vibe. And then, I, I'm supposing, and then maybe it has some powers or something that can bring about a cultural, like revival, that ran the city. Like it was a different type of technology. Yeah. I also think it would benefit this game if it was in a fictional world. Uh, it's completely fictional. This is all made up from my mind. It's based off like inspiration from history and stuff, yeah. but not really. I'm just talking about general subjugation of a culture due to another one, um, which is kind of commonplace in almost every story, I guess you can say, in terms of hierarchies. And you just being able to, due to generational stuff, um, you have an immunity, but also an equipped power, like turn during, like turn. During the downfall of, those, of their civilization, they almost found a solution, but it was too late. So they put the solution buried into these tombs, hoping that future generations eventually would come back and be able to learn. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that in terms of how this world feels, I, I kind of want it to be kind of like Full Metal Alchemist or like uh, Sword Art Online Alice's Station or whatever that the third season of Sword Online was like, where it's like the world is there's like big cities and stuff and like actual like metropolitan areas, but the technology isn't that far. They've only gotten to that point in life because of not like a magic, but there's like something that kind of accelerated humans to get to bigger places faster without having to focus on electricity and technology and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. What I'm getting to, I think there should be enough tech, but it should still feel in real world times, it should feel like we're in like the 17, 1800s, but there's like big cities and stuff. And I think your character comes from the small family, decides to go to the city to like learn more about history and uh, all that stuff at like a university out in the city and has been hired to go out as part of like his first or their first uh, dig to go to this site and your character like worked really hard to get on it because it's the site that you, your goal has been to go there forever. And so you are working for these, some big corporation. I think you mentioned something like that earlier that is trying to find something for their own gains, but you tag along with them because it's like your opportunity to get closer to your ultimate goal, right? Which is to help your town out. Um, and so you go out to the dig, do the thing, what you said happens and they gain their powers. And I think at the end, what it turns out is his, his culture, his community were actually the people terrorizing the world with their like power that was able to like, 
I don't think so. You we don't, don't, we so? don't got to make it a twist. No, because the, the way the way I want to do it is um, I like everything that you put up until that point where I was like, I don't want them to be the villains in the end. I just I want them to just start rebuilding like the ability. To, I mean, I understand what you mean. They die by disease. And so like your guy is able to like that. He's like evolved to use it or whatever. But like, I just feel like that's so sinister sounding. So I feel like this culture was up to no good if they set up this like that's what i kind of want to do it where they're i guess they were kind of hmm i guess it is kind of sinister sounding when you think about it that way yeah like they're waiting in they're waiting for one of their answers to come so they could give him this purpose to wipe out everyone that stood against them (laughs) I think that's just part of the powers. I think there would be other ones well, that you find is, like, in the world. Like, let's say, you know, that human beings advance and they, they built off this technology. So you would get other technology as well, in addition to these. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I am kind of attached to the idea that your culture was evil all along and you just never knew. But, like, as you learn more about your culture, you start to find out, like, in my head that they were this civilization that was that was advanced and way further than everyone else but they got there because they were kind of like doing it in a not so cool way doing human sacrifices and stuff like that um and then maybe it was like a situation where there was an ancestor of yours specifically you like your great 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 grandfather was like this hero that worked with someone else to bring down that your own civilization to like stop it from destroying the world or something like that. So it's like a, like a, like your direct descendant was the reason for the downfall of your own civilization type of thing. All right. I'm cool with it because to be honest, what what the ending happens isn't as much important as the gameplay. Yeah. Cause I want the gameplay to rely on, um, I want there to be kind of guns Generally, because it's an archaeological site, so let's say there's security there, and it's a cultural archaeological site, but then you would also have your powers, and your powers you can play either stealthily and use cover and kind of use them that way, or you can go up front and just start hammering people with guns and and uh, gameplay. And I was thinking, over time, you would visit four major archaeological sites, and um, during those sites, you'd be able to get major powers and then you would also be able to get minor powers which could kind of devolve into passives and quality of life stuff that would tailor to the way that you want to play what do you think i like it i i think instead of four different sites i think it could be kind of like one of my favorite games of all time is diablo one the original og diablo And it's because of a very specific mechanic it had that none of the other Diablos followed later. But in Diablo 1, you were constantly go. You start from Tristram and you enter the crypt and you start at crypt level 1. And then you just go down to crypt level 5. And then from crypt level 5, you get to catacombs level 1. And from catacombs level 1, you get to catacombs level 10. And then you get to the underground level one, right? And so you just keep going further and further underground below Tristam until you get to hell. And then at certain levels, like at level 25, 
there opens up a shortcut back up to Tristam, but in a new spot. And then you could always enter from level 25 at that new spot from then on. Um, I see. So I think I kind of generally get what you're saying is we'll do these levels where, and it could be pretty interesting now that I think about it, where you start off at the base site where you get your first power and then you slowly start descending. Mm -hmm. As you descend, maybe you'll find a lost city. Yeah. And then in that lost city, you descend even further and you find out that there was a lost capital. And then as you kind of get down into there, you might start fighting. Um, it would be interesting to fight not only the enemy, you know, being from that corporation that you work for, but also at that point, you know, you're going underground. You're fighting these monsters and animals that are there that you don't normally see on the above ground as well. Right. Who have kind of settled in as they've taken over these ruins. Right. And yeah, in terms of exploration, I think it could be like, yeah, you start off and you and, are exploring this like ruin area and it's kind of more just like small homes and settlements and like areas. And then you, yeah, you find that hidden underground city. And once you find it, the, the, the tallest building there goes above the mound and it peeks out. And then you realize you're back where you kind of started and you're like in this little hub area and you could see where the start of the catacomb is and you go back down into this lost city and then you find like the castle capital where like the royalty reside and then a chamber poops you out back up into the surface and you're like in a another area and you can go back in there to just it, keep exploring that area of the castle or you could go back to the lost city because maybe the lost city once you go under there there's like different paths that you couldn't get to before, but once you get a certain power, you can all of a sudden explore this other area. And then when you explore that other area, it opens up another area on the map and then you could go up and then there's like a way out onto the surface from that area. And so there's going to be, a, in my head, a hub archaeological site point that somehow your character takes over and then like the enemy doesn't go there anymore. Um, and so this is like your safe hub and you could go there and trade with uh the locals or whatever maybe it's this the maybe it hub. opens up where it's like a hub that was ancient and then it kind of you you eventually get it to be powered anciently you go back to your tribe and they start moving in there to help mm, you i'm down with that yeah and, and, then it, ha and it has like a force field and it's hidden you know yeah. it's one of those places that's like a sacred ground or whatever and then as you not get, or whatever i'm not trying to check it right but i'm just saying there's there's a reason here there's there's cultural significance why they're hidden and safe right and as you get more pieces from your culture like you could do side quests and main quests and they get you these artifacts that are imbued with the power and technology of your ancient culture it brings upgrades to your little civilization tribe hub thing that you're building up and gives them a buff or builds the population or does mm -hmm. something to it to make it so you have more things to your disposable to uh, access. So maybe and more traders start coming in and you could like get in at first you only have a weapon, your weapon master guy that created weapons for you, but eventually an armor comes in and then eventually uh, some food cook person comes in and then you get like food buffs right. and stuff like that. And then eventually like more and more people come in and give you different options to do different things. Someone who could, a shaman and, that could hone your powers that you've learned and you can start upgrading your skills and stuff. 
That's true. And, and focus in on certain powers. Cause now I see that you can play it in a couple different ways where you can play it with a uh, general gun game and, and upgrade that, or you can get into ancient technology or you can get into the diseases and power side where it's like more of like a shaman type of feel. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you can go and do each of these powers. I wanted to say the enemies that you'll be facing will be the corporation who's looting everything. And then these animals, which I think down in, we can make them much different. Like instead of it being a tiger or anything, because I imagine it being kind of like pseudo tropical is it's going to be like a bat tiger. So it's completely blind because it's been in the darkness of the ruins for so long that now it's completely blind and uses like senses similar to what you would think like a clicker would be. But, um, much more ferocious and like a predator. Mm -hmm. So it would start stalking you before you knew that it was around. And then, cause it can't just be, I, I can't think of you just mulling over humans, you know, right. just <laughs> the whole time, just killing people. I would imagine there'd be different stuff like that, or even um, puzzles, but in the forms of traps that you have to disarm. I also you know? think that your, your culture probably had some sort of, self-defense looting anti-looting mechanisms set up in certain areas and maybe some spells that could reanimate dead or like can um summon some kind of magical like uh what do they call them in <laughs> fantasy or um, yet like you can call them like familiars or whatever um like something like that where they bring these dummies to life that are made out of wood or what would be even better is like solid gold, but like built in an old style. So, yeah. cause the, the whole thing that I I was getting from this game is it's like a futuristic past. Mm -hmm. So it has like weird past like features, but it's also futuristic where the culture, I wanted to have like this glowy particle effect look similar to they found early nucleics. But through, like you said, a bad way through like human sacrifices and maybe using um, human cells through viruses to create like nucleic power. But it's um, achieved in a not so ethical way. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Like they're sacrificing like every full moon, like fresh bodies <laughs> and the blood pours in and powers like a nucleic power that kind of gives glows to everybody in power that way. Which I think would still be really interesting in terms of power to play. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what's the what would be the climax here? What what do you expect? Like so, you're going down through these levels into a lost city, into a lost capital. You have this corporation hot on your heel because as you discover more and more, you're opening it up and disarming the traps. So there's still going to be the corporation coming in behind you and trying to capture you and use you for their own gains while you're also trying to prove yourself and fend off from these animals as well. I think what's the what's the ultimate like like breaking point here if if we take a page out of uncharted's book what we could do is this anti-corporation there there's been a character your professor let's say the guy who's taught you everything you know he's also one of your people like he's someone that as a child you remember him in your village and he left to become this professor and uh, never came back he wasn't heard from ever again and when you go to college you find out that he's teaching at your class and he invites you to this dig and all that stuff. But he started this whole corporation and did this whole professor thing to find this site in order to use a particular uh, artifact that 
is he's looking for, and it's to bring back the culture as the powerhouse or whatever that it once was and take over the world again. And you are going to try and stop him. So it's kind of like the same story of how the story or the culture got extinct in the first, not extinct, but wiped out in the first place, just in modern time. Um, and yeah, I think the climax so, in just like how it and is. And this is like, like the third act going into, or I guess, yeah, I, am I looking for the climax? What is it called? You know, better than I do is that the thing that happens in the third act going into the fourth act that leads into that, that starts spurring the resolution, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's climax. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to make sure we're on the same page. Well, there's fallen hero, which is the fake climax, but not most stories, especially video game stories, don't follow that plot cycle because in video games you have 90 hours. Don't, you don't take away powers. Yeah. yeah. And it's not fun. Well, sometimes they do, well, you right? Do. It's that There's segment like where, parts where, where all your uh, friends you, turn their backs against you because you made a bad decision or you get jail, you get put in jail after failing the big fight against the boss. There's a bunch of stuff that happens. Right. Right. But there's a lot more climaxes in video games than in movies and TV. But I would say the, the ultimate climax at the very end is you having to fight your professor when he's powered up by the, the, the source that he's been looking for, for this whole time. And it gives him like crazy powers that, and he sacrifices maybe someone from your village to pour the blood in that uh, slowly fills in the runes and inscriptions that then starts to build the nucleic power. Yeah. I think which he, he just taps puts into. his own blood in there and sacrifices himself type of thing. If we're going true. I think it would just have fashion. more impact. Oh, I was thinking more impact. Like he finds maybe this would be too M for mature. He finds like a kid from your village that was always there. Like, hello. <laughs> Well, I mean, then how, they how they Uncharted would do it is that's what he was planning from the start is to sacrifice one of his loyal people. But at the very end, uh, you remove all means for him to do that by either killing them all. So he has to like battle. chop off. So he so has, he to, has do to, it to like do it as a last desperate act. To What do you think? He chops off his his like leg, his arm, because he has to do a lot of blood. Right, I don't think so. I think it's the Pirates like, of the Caribbean situation. You just fucking slice your hand and put it in there, but then it takes over your whole body. I think it's so funny. Does is that? I've never sliced open my hand, obviously, but if you slice open your hand, people always think that like when you squeeze it, it just pours blood. Is that the case? Because I did slice my pinky one. If you slice cooking, open like your whole tip palm, off, yeah, there's going to be a lot of blood. It's not going to stop. It's okay, because I did slice open my pinky. Uh, no, not my pinky. One of my index fingers. I lopped off a piece of it, potato, like peeling potatoes. Yeah. So I sliced blood off kind of a lot. The top layer of my skin on my wrist with a fruit peeler, and that thing would not stop. It was just con- just squirting out. Like I couldn't get it to stop. Um, okay. Okay. So back to it. It is realistic to just slice open your palm. Okay. You know, <laughs> I was sitting there like, yes, lob off his whole arm. Well, I just don't think. I think. Blood. <laughs> I'm I'm pulling from Uncharted three specifically. I think is no Uncharted two, and this two. is one of the inspirations. So it, you you did hit I. So what my system is is what I'm trying to do is do inspirations in like what this game is and where it's pulling from, and that is one of them is Uncharted. Yeah, but like in Uncharted two, what happens is like this dude's looking for that weird blue liquid the entire game, and then what like all his soldiers were like with him, but at the very end, 
there's no more soldiers and he has all this blue shit around and he's losing the fight against Nathan. So he just grabs the shit and puts it into his body and he just turns into this giant blue monster thing. And so that's kind of what I was thinking. Like he just kind of, it's not like he was planning on sacrificing himself. He's just in this last ditch effort to win. He just goes ahead and sacrifices himself and the power consumes him and you got to fight this dude at the very And I would... Yeah, and I imagine that this power is like a buildup into all of the ancient soldiers that you've been fighting, a buildup of their powers into a boss of theirs, you know, so it's not anything strange that you're fighting there. So that would make sense. I think with this game, the way it's set up with your powers where you can use, you know, a mixture of guns, technology, powers, suiting up guns, I think you'd be able to find other weapons from the ancient um, tribe that you were a part of as well and use those guns. So you have like uh, familiar guns and then not so familiar guns that operate with spatial technology or using arrows in different ways and um, having that futuristic past kind of feel right where you'd have a crossbow that maybe bounces and sticks to organic things or uh you have i don't think you necessarily need that many weapons in my opinion i think it could be very uncharted or tomb raider-esque where you have your main weapon which could be in this case if you want to make it a gun like main mainly a gun power and um, uh, technology way, you could have like one main gun that is like, uh, and it, if this is an older school, it could be like an old school rifle that could you eventually power up. And then you'll have your power ups and stuff. And then you'll have your pickup of weapons. That's like when an enemy dies, you could pick up their weapon and use it for a short period of time. And so there'll be all these guns out, but like they're more just, out there for you to use if you'd like because i think you once we get into the powers and getting into technology you just have so much at your disposal it's like what your problem in hogwarts legacy is like right now where you don't use everything because there's just too much shit for you to manage and have to like worry about so i don't don't think we necessarily need all that many weapons if you have powers also associated with guns and with technology you just need like one or two guns and then maybe like all your powers for your utilization and then maybe some pickupables throughout the map. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So then it resolves with you beat the monster. Um, you restore kind of power to your culture. You find this history. And I think in the end, what starts happening is you start rising as your own culture and nation, but then you get encroached upon the nation that you are already on and they start waging war because the way in which you do things are immoral. And then I think that's probably where it would lead into where the end isn't such a happy ending because now you have to like you've gained more power and you guys aren't being as subjugated, but instead now you guys are being attacked. Right. And they're giving reasons politically why this is happening so that the general public is against you guys anyway. And it's not a good luck that you guys got like, <laughs> hey, those, that's the culture that uses blood magic. You know, yeah. that's essentially what we're kind of going for here. Yeah, I think at the end, what what's going to happen is once you kill and get rid of your professor who's trying to bring the culture back, somehow word gets out to the public that there's this culture that was forgotten about and is now trying to come back. And then they put your face as the person who leads this culture that's trying to bring them back that once destroyed the world type of thing. And then, yeah, that's kind of where the game ends off is that you're kind of blamed 
for all the shit that happened, even if you're not going to be the same, like how it used to be. It's like you're, you were planning then, to use it for the better good. Yeah. What I think what would happen too is so in the ending, we're going to do a Marvel ending where that's what happens in the ending. And then in the Marvel ending, there's a secret ending, right? Where if you stick around, you'll see it. And then that one, you find out that a sister culture reaches out to you, that there's a beacon that gets activated as your culture starts to rise. Right. And you're starting to become a little mini nation. And this beacon shows that there's a message left. And it was from another culture that never, that actually went into turtling and didn't interact with anybody. And that's where it ends. So you find out that you have a, maybe a secret ally, you have no idea, and then these cultures are warring against you. Okay. What type of virus powers do you think you're going to be able to do here? Let's be creative with what we can do. I was thinking maybe one, you can, um, you can change, you can make it so another person fights against their enemies. You know, they, they start acting like a frenzy would be a good one where they attack whatever's nearest rather than be motivated and have that mind to go after the enemy. And I was thinking upgrades with the virus powers is that um, similar that it can have a contagion effect so that eventually like if, you know, a frenzied enemy attacks a frenzy, a person, they'll get the frenzy, you know, and it'll start being contagious and spread. That's always fun. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't really think about the powers too much. I thought, yeah, it could have something like that with like frenzy or hallucination, whatever the game term is for it. Uh, there's also, you can just poison, like poison over time or just instant death for some things. Yeah. Um, a poison where it's doing damage over time and every fifth tick or third tick, they double over and throw up, Yeah, you know, so they're stunned for like maybe a second. Uh, I just like, yeah, one that's, is just a instant poison kill type of thing. Um, that's on a longer cooldown insta kill. And then how about one that's like a stream where you slowly drain their power <laughs> and make them like a raisin, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Make them just raising them up by, and then it's kind of like you have to keep, you have to aim, but you have to just keep the power on them like a. Right. I guess a stream. A channel is what I'm looking for. Channeling power. Okay. I'm satisfied with that. Because I, I just wanted to know what you were doing. And maybe with the channeling power, you upgrade it and then you can get stronger. So then all of a sudden, everything else is stronger because you're sapping life energy. Okay. What's this game looking like to you? What do you What do you think the graphics are here? Uh. I mean, ultra realistic, AAA quality, it seems to me. Uh, in my head, it does look like like a Tomb Raider game or like an Uncharted game. That's definitely one of the inspirations. That's, yeah. that's what I was thinking, too. Always in dark, in terms damp of, places. In terms of music, I want to do old instruments, pan flutes, um, Stuff of that nature, maybe with a modern twist, maybe map to a soundboard. IDK, I'm not very good at sound here. I mean, you don't need to map it to a soundboard. That's for something else. Um, but I know what you mean. Yeah, you know, just have these sounds on deck, so it's not a band playing, but a DJ putting things together 
So that it's it sounds futuristic in a way that can't be done technically by a human live person, but they can arrange these sounds in such a way. Would that create music that would be enjoyable to listen to? I, I think I understand what you're trying to say. Um, but it doesn't make sense if you know music and <laughs> mixing. Yeah, or just how soundboards work. A lot of people think soundboards are like, you 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 press buttons and it like you make a song but it's what it really what a soundboard is is a musician already has a song done and then they put different elements onto a soundboard so when they play live they just press the buttons in the order they need to and then it makes the song you know what i mean like the song's already but done but then you can make other songs with it right you could but with those it's, ingredients. it's like using this baseline and it's the same, it's a four count bass line and then repurposing that bass line for a different song because it's the same bass line for that button. That button's going to play the same bass line every single time. You press that button, it's going to go dung, da, dung, da, dung, 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 dung. And then you press it again, it's going to go dung, da, dung, 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 dung. Uh, it's going to do that every single time you press it. And you put it on a different song, it's, it's still going to go dung, da, dung, 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 dung. Like it's not going to change. It's going to do that every single time. You know what I mean? The, the soundboard yeah, so is for can't. live performances. It's, it's not really made to create music unless you use it as a drum machine and then you put a cymbal here and then a drum bass here and then a snare here and then you go... But it's always going to go... That one button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking too. But you that's why I was thinking you just map this flute, but all the notes. No, what you would do is on a computer, you would make it with a synth and then just put all the buttons where the buttons go and then all the synths kind of just play together. Um, but I see what you mean for sure. What it would have like to be- Like how on the Yamaha pianos, huh? you know, where you can create, like on the Yamaha pianos where it maps sound to different piano keys and you can kind of play. Yeah, but you could do all that on the, on the program. Like when you open Fruity Loops or uh, Audacity or not Audacity, but- uh, GarageBand or whatever program, Sony Vegas, whatever you use, there's usually a synthesizer that is the Yamaha piano on the side, and then you just put in whatever you want in there, and then you just anyway. So what do we do here? You all you all you want is a fully synthesized, made on a computer soundtrack. Uh, where, in my opinion, I think a live orchestra is better. You could always do live. I think so too, but can't I, do digital. Um, but yeah. Okay. Because like for overlapping sounds, okay. you just get two flute players. All right. Then let's do that. We'll do we'll do live, but old instruments. You know what I'm talking about here? I know Can exactly. You talk about some old instruments. Okay. All right. Pricing. How much are we? This is this is a full full thing game. Full thing I don't game. I have to ask you. Nope. This is, this is a. $70. All right, Jay, let's get your timer out because we're going to name this game. Do it. I wanted to do like, um, like just the name of the culture, right? So just something like, I, I don't know. I'm really bad at making up fake culture names. Um, in some of the my like world building projects I have going on, that's my hardest thing is first naming like a peoples and second naming cities. Okay, what about this? Hitunda. 
Atunda. Hitunda, yeah. It sounds like they're in the tundra, so they're like a cold civilization. Oh. You want these to be like more like I was thinking desert, but then you Hitopica? mentioned a jungle. So. How about Hitopika? Hitopika. I don't know. It sounds like Pikachu. Mm. And Hitmonchop. Or the one with the How about top this on then? Hitopokolo. Spell that. H-I-T-A-P-O-C-O-L-O. Whatever. Let's do it. Fuck it. One minute, or 21 seconds. Okay. <laughs> I just kept going. Where you gave me feedback, so I made it more and <laughs> more tropical based off, like, honestly, stereotypes. I was like, you want more tropical? You know what I know? My culture, like Cuban. Cubans are tropical. So <laughs> let me go and start making it more Spanish for you. I can do that. So... We got Hitopokola. Hitopokala. This is hard to pronounce for me. Hitopokola. In how much? In what? When what time period did we get it's that? It's fake. It's a made up world. No, I said no, 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 no. I mean how 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 much time oh, did it one take minute, for us to get that? 21 seconds. Could you do me a favor and try to pronounce that title that I just made? Hitopokola. Oh, yeah, you got it. Yeah, that's, that's how it's pronounced normally without the Spanish accent. Perfect. Okay. So, Hitopokola is a game in which you're an archaeologist in um, a pseudo-futuristic past in which you get onto a build site uh, based off of a big company that you started a job for and you find your lost city. And in that, you gain special powers and you have to fight against not only the old soldiers that are trying to and your old ancestors that are trying to test you, animals that have taken over, and the corporation trying to find the riches in. Hitopokola. All right. So I think we have a game here. What do you think? Would this be a game you'd want to play? And is it fun? So a long time ago, I think I definitely would have said yes, no problem. Um, but right now in 2023, there, especially with my current situation where I'm behind more on games than I ever have been, um, I just don't think I would. Because like, there's just so many games that look really good like visually really good writing is pretty good and all of that and like it has everything that points that this is going to be a pretty fun triple a experience uh but there's just so many of those now and i think this one would just fall through the cracks it's like how i'm probably not going to play forspoken it's like how i didn't play hellblade it's like how i didn't play um I don't know, a, a bunch of games that had this vibe where it's like a third person action adventure game that has narrative. You know what I mean? Right. It would get lost in the shuffle yeah. of so many games just coming out and uh, your backlog. Um, with this, it depends. If it leans more into what I'm thinking and into those powers, it, it appealed to me. It's a game that I made. So I think that would be great. That what would depend on for on it for me. We never talked about uh, time length, but I would want to stay in this game for like twenty hours. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's a good length for a game like this where it doesn't overstay its welcome, so to say. I also think it really depends on who makes this game. Like if if Square Enix made this game, I might skip it because of what happened with Forspoken. And uh, even if I love their Tomb Raider games from Crystal Dynamics, um, because this one doesn't have Tomb Raider attached to it, I might just skip it because I just don't know what I'm going to get. Uh, but if it was like Naughty Dog or if it was like FromSoft or something like that, you know, there's a higher percentage that I might check it out. Well, let's get into that. What studio would you assign to be able to make Hitapakola the best? I mean, funny enough, I said I wouldn't play it if they made it. But Square Enix, I think, is the most fit for this. They, they've been looking for a game like this to release uh Forspoken being the most recent example um and they got rid of a lot of the more western studios like Crystal Dynamics and stuff like that but even still they're still trying to make games that aren't Final Fantasy you know what I mean so I think Square Enix would do really well or Ubisoft or something like that I think Naughty Dog would do great here if like they went with a different direction and maybe people would play it in the hopes that it eventually leads into or crosses over. Right. Cause I know the uncharted left in such a way where there might be new uncharted's coming out, but this might be a side game where people could see the inspirations and still be invested and want to play. And it would definitely ramp the story up. Right. Um, but it does feel like this is more like old naughty dog than new naughty dog. Uh, yeah or you know what else could do it like out of left field capcom what team specifically who are you thinking of like what game i was thinking it would be different but with the powers and everything and the way things work i was thinking a mix of like resident evil and um what's that one game with the zombies and the guy who's stuck in the mall oh dead rising Dead Rising, yeah. Yeah, or maybe maybe even like the Devil May Cry team. <laughs> Busting out combos. Yeah. Is that Ninja I mean, Theory? No, it's no. not Ninja Theory, but uh, I think it's like Devil Cry or something like that is the name of their development studio. But um, I just say Devil May Cry because of the vibe. It would definitely have to be a different gameplay, obviously, but... yeah. I, I, if if the Devil May Cry team takes it over, I could see this more as like an isometric top-down Diablo-like instead. Then that'd be really interesting. With like and with that, cool our dice. 245th IP has gone gold. We hope you look forward to this experience that will probably never release. We have a Patreon. If you'd like to give us extra support, please head over to patreon.com slash wearenotgamedevs. For just a dollar, patrons receive episodes early and an extra podcast at the beginning, which you caught the tail end of our conversation at the beginning of this episode. That's patreon.com slash wearenotgamedevs. Like, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And if they ask for a review, instead of reviewing our show, become your inner game critic and review. Hitapakola. The game we just created today. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next Friday with another new IP. Again, my name is AG. And I'm JE. Thank you. And please remember that we are not game devs. Oh. So the inspiration for this game was the new Black Panther, Uncharted, 
and a little bit foundation, a book I'm reading where uh, they said where someone sets up like a future path for generations and they somehow have the foresight. Yeah. All I could think about for this game is when it finally gets really like the launch trailer comes out at like uh summer's games fest this year or like uh game awards this winter when it comes up and then it, without text no voiceovers or anything just text i mean and it says coming fall 2025 hip and it doesn't say anything it's just the words and then i could just see all the reaction videos like kind of funny ign and they it comes up on screen and they're like Someone please tell me how to say that name because I'm not even going to fucking try. So I imagine it's like the sound. So it's like the sound, you know, that we're trying to do this, this music, which is retro futuristic, tribal futuristic, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's just the name. But then the name has like a special font. We got a good graphic designer yeah. to, you know, make it look ancient but futuristic. And then they're just like, what? Damn, what? They're going to be like, I can't even read You know that. how we can really disappoint people? Say? This is going to be really a contemporary joke, but the way we could disappoint people is we're like, now a deep dive into Hitopakala. In Hitopakala, you will get gear based off drops, and this gear will have a score, and that's how you will know that you become more powerful. And if you, <laughs> I feel like whenever anyone gets into that, they're like, oh man. Oh yeah. They're like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. 